So in our wellness, we speak about plastic and human health today, a life cycle approach to plastic pollution. Despite being one of the most pervasive materials on the planet, plastic and its impact on human health remain poorly understood. Yet exposure to plastic is expanding into new areas of the environment and food chain as existing products of plastic fragment into smaller particles and concentrate toxic chemicals. As plastic production increases, this exposure will only, uh, will only grow. So let's talk about that link then between plastics and uh, human health. Uh, joining us is Dr. Anes Sumbisvo, who is a doctor, yoga teacher, and founder of the Nest Space Inclusive Healing and Wellbeing. How are you doing this morning, Dr. Mbisvo? I'm wonderful. Happy Monday, Asanda. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you very much. It's a happy Monday, celebratory one, as we are congratulating our Banyana Banyana, so it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see that some things are going right, right? because women are holding the fort strong, so yeah. to the team. So incredible to see that happening. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so the issue then when we talk of plastic, is it usage or disposal of plastic that is a bigger problem, or both? Well, actually, you know, a lot of the research that has been done into plastics and its effect on human health actually show that it's throughout the plastic life cycle. So when we first started researching plastic and its effect on human health, the main focus was around microplastics. So these are plastic uh, particles, small plastic particles that are released from um, plastic that's been disposed of already within the environment. But now research is starting to show that it's so much more than that, that we have to look all the way back to how we even refine plastic materials, how we mine and create plastic all the way from the beginning. And that's actually where its impact on our own bodily health begins. How big is the potential for plastics to transfer chemicals to wildlife and and humans? I think it's really significant, Asanda, you know, and one of the reasons for that is just like you said, how pervasive plastics are in our environment and in daily use as well. You know, plastic only really became um, popular and really useful around the 1950s or so. And already since then, we're seeing, I mean, all you have to do is, is turn on a report and look at our oceans and look at the natural environment to see how much has built up within the past 60 to 70 years. So when it comes to looking at plastic, yes, there is a huge amount of, of you know, um, disease. Um, we're talking here about cancer, neurological problems, um, as well as genetic problems as well that are being caused by plastic. And as you mentioned, those toxins um, are mainly from the microplastics that are being released and, and not properly disposed of. But we're also talking about heavy metals, gases, and waste products that are produced from fracking oil to make plastic. I think, you know, it's funny when we talk about um, reducing plastic, a lot of us don't even know where plastic comes from or how it's made. And we don't realize that it takes about 4% of all of our fossil fuels um, that's mined, all of that oil is, is mined to make plastic, but then about the same amount of energy is used to actually manufacture it. So 8% of our fossil fuels are being used for something that we often throw away or discard after just one use, which is absolutely bizarre, especially when you're looking at our climate crisis.
Mm. You, you speak of examples then in terms of our human health and how plastics, uh, the usage and disposal thereof, can um, manifest in terms of the negative effects, uh, cancer, neurological problems, uh, genetic issues. How big of it is an how big of a part of this can be attributed to our food chain, uh, animals who are affected, and then in turn affects our health. It's quite hard to measure, and I think that's why this research is still ongoing. But if you think about um, human consumption and our diet, obviously most of our diet comes from our natural environment, whether you are vegan, vegetarian, just eating plants, or whether you're eating animal products as well. And a lot of these heavy metals and toxins that we're talking about get infused into the natural environment either, again, during fracking, where we are mining oil out of the earth to make our plastics. It's also when you start refining or actually creating the plastic itself, we add in toxins into that. And all of this enters into the natural environment through those processes or when we dispose plastic um, incorrectly. And so when this happens, it gets all of these toxins get absorbed into the oil, they get absorbed in, uh, sorry, into the soil, yes. <laughs> they get absorbed into the air and into our water supply. So when you're talking about human ingestion, yes, it's in terms of our plant and meat products, in terms of our food, but this is also in the water that we drink, in the air that we inhale, particularly communities that are close to plastic manufacturing plants or, or oil fracking systems. So it's really hard to measure, but we've gotten to a point now where they say if you t- take a sample from almost everybody in the world, you're likely to find a degree of microplastics within the human biome, within our bloodstream, within our cells. So it's becoming a bigger and bigger problem, and it's it's almost like a, a silent problem that I don't think a lot of us are fully aware of the full degree of. So can we make our current usage of plastic sustainable then, or do we need a complete move from plastic? That's a difficult question. You know, I think for me, with with everything, there are always benefits and negatives to, to any solution that we come up with. And mm. plastic was manufactured for a lot of useful uses, things like um, containers when it comes to medical waste, you know, a lot of use within the te- technological space. So I don't think doing away with plastic completely is going to be an option for us. We're kind of way down the line. But mm. reducing plastic is something that's that's definitely possible. And if we just look at initiatives like trying to reduce plastic bags, single-use plastic bags in the country, we've already made really huge strides seeing, you know, big supermarkets doing away with plastic bags completely. Um, Another single-use plastic that we're doing quite well with is straws, for example. So we're getting there. But I think pushing the message that Reducing plastic is not just about making the world beautiful, you know, reducing the impact it has on marine life or the animals. If we push the message that this is also impacting our physical health and is likely to impact the health um, of future generations, I think people will slowly start to take things like recycling, reusing their plastic or reducing plastic use a lot more seriously. Is there much of a problem to our reproductive health, this issue of plastic? I mean, we talk about future generations as well. Definitely. So these heavy metals that we're talking about 
are particularly harmful in pregnancy. So we do see um, some genital defects as well um, when it comes to that um, in, in newborns. Uh, we're starting to see higher levels of unknown cancers um, that are being passed on to newborns and infants. And a lot of this is being attributed to, to plastic use. So it's an extremely important problem, not just for our generation now, but for passing on microplastics to future generations. We really need to become more and more aware of it. Mm. All right. Um, let's leave it there then. Thank you so much, Doctor, for your time and uh, have a great week ahead. Thank you so much, Asanda. Have a wonderful week. It's actually uh, the last week of July, and July is plastic-free July worldwide. So if anyone is looking for easy, convenient ways to reduce their plastic, and it sounds like a huge task, there are people who've done the research, so you can just look up the hashtag plastic-free July anywhere, Mm -hmm. and you'll get really useful tips on how to reduce your plastic. But thank you for having me, and have a great rest of your Monday and a great week. Awesome. Thanks again, uh, Dr. Anesumbis, for doctor, yoga teacher and founder of the Nest Space, Inclusive Healing and Wellbeing.